you can be learning knowledge and, and consuming every, every sort of self-help or well-being uh, modality. But unless you really, truly embody it, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. Welcome back to another episode on Find Joy with Joyen, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyen Chan, and every Wednesday we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listening as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper, to learn and unlearn and write along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyen for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering thoughts with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Do you often feel stuck? paralyzed by fear and unable to make a decision. Joining us today is a transformational coach and founding partner at Whole Human Coaching, and it helps people in deconstructing the stories in their head, overcoming fear, and reconstructing a new narrative to move forward and live their authentic self. He has an acute ability to sense-make in this complex world. His ability to fast-track clarity of mind with insight and humor guides people of all ages through relationship dynamics, confidence building, self-improvement, overcoming challenges, and achieving desired results. He believes that we have lost touch with our shared humanity and have become distracted by division, identity politics, negative news cycle, corporate and special interest greed, and other forces that crush our souls. Is currently authoring a book entitled Fearless, Crossing the Bridge from Fear to Bliss. So he's here today to empower you to become fearless and rediscover your humanity and freedom. To remember who you are and who you will be to make positive change in our world today together. So guys, help me a welcoming whole human coach, Colin Kingsmill. Hi, Colin. Welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for the great introduction. It's great to be here. The first place that I want to start with you is to talk about your story. And it's just fascinating mm. when I read about your story. You know, I want to talk about your wake up call when you were about 35. Um, mm -hmm. And the, yep. day, the day you left your banking role after a decade in Switzerland, you know, and yeah. I want to know how within days, just within days, you sold your sports car, gave away your expensive Italian suits and as well as your cartier watches to your housekeeper. That is insane. Can you bring us back <laughs> to the day? I wish I knew you back then, right? But just kidding. I know, right? Gold mine. Yeah. Can you bring Gold us back to that day, to that moment and tell us what happened yeah. exactly? What happened inside you to make such a decision? Yeah, you know, I uh, it was a, it was a strange day. It was April sixth, two thousand and one. I think it was a Friday, and um, for a long time, I had I had really been suffering with um, stress and anxiety and depression, um, and a whole bunch of other sort of physical manifestations of of unhappiness. And uh, I had recently divorced. Um, I was just really just a miserable guy, right? <laughs> 
And people started to to really recognize it and say, look, you're going to have a heart attack unless you unless you do something about this. Your stress levels are crazy. And um, so a good friend of mine brought me to um, to do some Reiki classes, uh, you know, um, a healing healing uh, healing modality. And I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I had never I'd never sort of gotten into spirituality or mental health stuff or well-being. I was just like, no, that's not for me. I'm just a workaholic. Um, but but then they then they kind of tricked me into doing something a little more profound called uh, called um, it was rebirthing, like a breathing exercise. Um, but during that process, I really had this like. I almost had like this spiritual awakening, like this light that came to me that said, you know, this is crazy. You, 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 life is a lot, life is a lot, much longer continuum. So you don't have to get it all done now. Almost like going to heaven for a minute, you know, like it, it, it was just a really strong message, almost like, like, um, uh, past life regression. And I didn't believe in any of that, but I did see that my life didn't happen didn't have to all happen now. And I don't know um, how spiritual that is or not, but I realized that day that I didn't have to strive anymore. I didn't have to show anything to anybody. I didn't have to demonstrate anything to anybody. I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. And it was a real sort of shocker. Uh, So I went and saw my psychiatrist that same day. And he kind of affirmed, he's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're only imposing all of this pressure on yourself, right? There's no need for it. And I just had this realization that, you know what, he was right. And that, that sort of well, wellness, well-being kind of awakening exercise that I had just reinforced that. And in like, in an instant, I realized that everything was crazy, like I, everything I wanted, everything I, uh, I sort of for 15 years strived to have didn't make sense anymore. Um, and I, I, you know, today I would probably call it a really, a, like a early midlife crisis, you know, um, maybe like a third of the way crisis, not a midlife. Um, but, but, but that very day, I just looked around at all these things I had, you know, the watches, the jewelry, the fabulous clothing, the, you know, I was driving to Milan and having dinner at Nobu when, you know, Giorgio Armani opened it and he was there at the door, like the first year he was there greeting people, you know, so my life was just stupid, you know? (laughs) And, um, and so I, I, I just, I just decided that day, I'm like, that's it. I'm done with Europe. I'm done with banking. I'm done with wealth accumulation. I'm done with trying. And I decided to move back to Vancouver, Canada, which was, you know, where I grew up. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wipe the plates, the slate clean, you know, I'm going to start from scratch. And that's why I gave everything away because I just didn't want any sort of recollection. And I didn't want any memories from that 15 years of struggle and, and pain and, and, you know, untethered kind of ambition. I started, uh, started all over again. Um, I went to the local spiritual bookshop and I bought every self-help book that you could imagine. Um, I'd never done anything like that before. I thought all that stuff was woo woo and crazy and useless. And, um, so I, uh, I just dove in to, to really Eckhart Tolle's book i think the power of now had just come out and um that's when everything shifted for me and i started again so okay so now you move back to vancouver canada and you start again and you bought all this self-help book and then what did you do next what did you do with that all that knowledge and wisdom and (laughs) that's a really good question because uh I, I, I went and started to work in an area that interested me more. You know, I w- I've always loved architecture and design and building things and transformation. So I went and uh, so, I, so I did go back to work in a field that was much more uh, heartfelt than, uh, than, you know, banking and financial services. And the funny thing is, 
I learned, I read, you know, for the, for the subsequent 10 years or 15 years, I, I read everything, but I didn't really embody it until, until I decided to come back to Canada again. It's almost like, it's almost like I fell off the cliff, but slowly went back. Like I didn't quite learn my lesson then. So I, I, so I was, you know, I was being spiritual. I was reading the right books. I was, you know, eating the right food. I was doing all I, the checklist of stuff that you're supposed to do. I was doing it, but I really wasn't fully embodying it. I don't think. And mm. I think the difference there for your viewers is really important because you can be learning knowledge and, and consuming every, every sort of uh, self-help or well-being uh, modality. But unless you really truly embody it, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference because I did find myself a few years ago during the pandemic kind of at the same place as before, not as, not as acute, not as, not as crazy, terrible sort of heart attack territory. Um, but I was, you know, I was doing consulting that I didn't necessarily love. Uh, I was in an industry, you know, international real estate development is crazy on a good day. Uh, right. But, uh, so I was, I was just not quite there yet. And the pandemic really made me realize, because I, I, I started to get anxiety again and depression again. And I'm like, oh, I need to take antidepressants. Oh, I need to take an anti-anxiety. Oh, I need to, you know, have a drink, right? All of these sort of coping mechanisms. I recognized that though. So second time around, I'm like, ah, there's something wrong here. I'm going down that same route. Decided to come back to Canada again, uh, come home, quote unquote, and, um, yeah, come home and this time around, I'm fully embodying it. And it's been like a, a total liberation for me. I feel I feel so free now. And uh, we can dive into to the how and the why of that. But yes. once you really embody it and you feel it in your body and you begin to live your authentic self, then life becomes just joyful and blissful and lighthearted and fun, you know? Um, so, so it took a couple of, it took a couple of rounds and my, I'm on a mission really to, to, like I said, help people discover their humanity, which is really just, you know, who are you really? Right. And, and how are you going to make the, 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 the short time on this planet um, as impactful as possible, you know? Um, so that's my mission today, thanks to an early midlife crisis and then a later midlife crisis that brought me that brought me back home to where I am today. Thanks for being so honest, because I'm sure some of us, if not most of us, are still struggling on this so-called quote-unquote spiritual journey, right? Yeah. It's not because I also had my own spiritual awakening in the beginning of the pandemic after a heartbroken, you know, like a relationship and all the other stuff that was going on in my life. And I had this spiritual awakening, like I had to break through that. Mm. Um, so, and then of course, like you mentioned, you know, I few years later down the road, I also went back to depression and anxiety and was like, what is going on here? Right. I thought I already figured it out. Right? I thought I already came out of the darkness and I already found myself and all these things. Right. But no, I didn't have everything figured out. I didn't have the answer. So how would you help people now? Because you're talking about, you know, your mission is to help people rediscover their freedom and humanity. How do you actually help people to, to do that? Because we all know that knowledge is only potential power. You can read as many self-help books you want, but yep. at the end of the day, it's about embodying, it's about taking action, it's about living it. So we are not short of information, but we are overwhelmed with information now. Because you said earlier, you want to dive into the how and why, right? So how do we help people to, you know, from knowing to embodying? Yeah, yeah. So I think the first step, the first step for me is, is um, what is your belief system today, right? Understanding the stories and the narratives that are going on in our heads. And it's really interesting because I think we, we, we don't realize the conditioning 
that we bring forward from perhaps a childhood traumatic event. And I'm not talking, you know, war or sexual abuse or any of the stuff that gets in the front page of the news. Simple things, and okay, divorce is not simple, but it could be a divorce. It could be separation of parents and one moves to Europe. It could be being dropped off at school and not knowing the language. It could be, you know, for me, it was uh, sleeping in a house and my bedroom had no curtains and we lived in a, in a forest, right? Beautiful, idyllic. I mean, anybody today would love that for their children. But, but for example, I didn't have curtains. I, and I, so I, for years, I didn't feel safe. And I, we, I, all of us, bring forward these 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 traumas into our into our working life into our adult life and we don't even know it so so my first job is let's let's hear what your belief system is what are the stories you're telling yourself what 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 are what are the you know most of it's lies most of it's not true most of it's up here in your head so i i help people break that down I help them help them look back in time and and see, you know, where did you, where did this people pleasing come from? Where did the the yes to everything come from? Where did the difficulty with boundaries come from? Where did you know you not working in and living uh, your sort of true self? Where did all of this come from? And often, it's at some intersection in time, where. I don't know, maybe the, maybe the parents were fighting or maybe there was financial insecurity. Um, and if there, if, if there are those sorts of things happening in earlier childhood development, you might carry that into your office today. So for example, I don't know, let's say the parents are fighting and the kid needs to feel that they have to be there to make sure that they don't, right? We, as children, we assume all of these responsibilities that we have no idea how to cope with. So what we do is we create an inf- like a coping mechanism for that moment in time. The problem is we bring it forward to today. So something like that might translate into an office scenario today where you, uh, you feel like you have to fix everything. You feel like you have to be there all the time. You feel like you can't leave work. You feel like you have to assume responsibility of other people that may not be holding their own weight. I mean, it can manifest in a whole bunch of ways. And then that makes you sick, right? So, so the, step one is deconstruct those stories. Where did they come from? Okay. And you go back in time and you forgive that child because all they were doing were coping. And then what we do is once you've kind of had that aha moment and you say, oh, I don't have to treat this relationship or this business or this interaction in that way, right? I can recondition myself. I can, I can look at life through a different lens, right? So until now you've had these, this, this lens on that was created a long time ago. And you make, you make, unfortunately, every decision based on that lens. And that may be a lens of lack, right? So financial insecurity, that may be a lens of, uh, you know, unworthiness is a huge one, right? Where, where we feel unworthy, so deconstruct, acknowledge and recognize, and reconstruct the new story. What do you want tomorrow to look like? And when I say, remember who you are and who you will be, that's really about getting back to your core, back to your essence, right? And, and so, so the idea is to go back to, back to childhood, back to pre-trauma, and, and assuming you've had it, and really... Uh, pre-trauma or pre-whatever has brought you to that conditioning state or conditioned state and um, redesign the future based on who you really are, based on your authentic self. Um, and I, and I know this because I've lived this stuff on my, on my own skin. I, I realized just like nine, six, nine months ago, thanks to a gift that was given to me of letters that I had a really traumatic period in my childhood that ticked all of those boxes probably. Um, but that recognition that I had, I had had that trauma and then for 
most of my life, and this is what this is why I'm on a mission, right? For most of my life, I saw life through the lens of having to do more, having to be there all of the time, saying yes because I didn't want conflict, uh, you know, not setting boundaries, so assuming more and more and more, you know, responsibility. And not listening to me and my gut and my feelings because I was doing things that I just didn't like anymore I, and, and didn't love and they weren't bringing me joy. And I, I did it for years of, you know, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's a great industry. I'm living a great life and traveling and blah, blah, blah. But I just, I wasn't feeling authentic and free. And now I, that I realized that I jumped into some, some therapy sessions. I jumped into some coaching sessions. I, 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 I re-looked at my relationship with, you know, fitness and alcohol and food and all of that. And I adjusted all of that. And now I feel like I've been liberated from a prison. So living, so, so deconstruct, take a look, reconstruct and live life through an authentic lens uh, and there's a beautiful book called The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. And uh, it, it, she, she, she had, uh, you know, Harvard educated, Harvard professor, um, married children, et cetera, et cetera. She wasn't living her authentic self. And she decided one day to live authentically and lost most of her friends and lost half of her family but she freed herself, right? And that's, I think, I think that's, uh, that's a big challenge for us today. And that's why I say rediscover your humanity um, because underneath all of that, where we are just one people living on this little rock that's spinning 1700 kilometers an hour, right? Around and I think when you get to that place of one humanity and you kind of push away all the distractions that like you talked about earlier, all the distractions that are around us all day long, bombarding us with messages, they're not, they're not of good intent, right? It's divisive. It makes you want to shop more. It, 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 you know, it instructs you to, to believe that you're not perfect and you're not beautiful and you're not wonderful and you're not deserving and you're not a lot of things. Right. So, uh, so in my book, I've kind of done like eight, I think, I'm, you know, eight steps, I think to, to bring you out of that. So that's really how I do it. And then what you've got to do is a maintenance program of pure embodiment, right. Of really feeling it because, uh, there's one thing, and I know, again, I've, I've lived this on my own skin. I, for a long time, I, I was, every, everything was, uh, what's the word? I knew it. I had the knowledge, but I didn't have the embodiment. So the trick is then to embody it in how you are feeling. What's your energy level? What's your vibrational level? And I know that sounds woo woo, but we are radio frequencies, right? So, so, uh, so decide what radio, what channel you want to be on today, basically, right? And uh, there's all sorts of great science out now. I mean, 10 or 15 years ago, it was all kind of woo-woo stuff. And, you know, the molecules of emotion and thing were like, oh, that's kind of out there. It's interesting. But now science is proving a lot of the stuff that, that has been swirling in the well-being, mental health, uh, self-help world for a long time. So you've got to embody it because if you, if you, if you just superficially saying, oh yeah, everything's okay. And I read Brené Brown and I'm, you know, flying high and happy, but under it, you're still telling yourself negative stories or having those tin, those tinges in your stomach when you think about finances or you think about a date or a guy or a girl or whatever, that's your body sending you messages and you got to listen to them. I didn't for twice, right? <laughs> yeah, first I just want to say we love woo-woo stuff. My listeners, they love woo-woo stuff. So Great. <laughs> um, and I really want to talk about authenticity because 
what do you really mean by that when you talk about you know being our authentic self and living an authentic life? Because you talk about you know you give us some examples of that that lady who wrote the book The Wet of Integrity mm-hmm. and she lost her family friends just to be her authentic self because yeah. my listener will be like, do I have to? you know, lose all my friends and family in order to be my authentic self? Yeah, I don't think you do, right? Uh, and I think it depends on on where you sit on the, on, sort of on the authenticity uh, um, scale. I think in her instance, you know, she was a Harvard professor, she was married, she had children, but in actual fact, she didn't want to be teaching that material, those materials. She actually came out as um, a, a lesbian so, so now she's in a same-sex relationship and she's a coach and she's a podcaster and she's a writer and she's an author. And in that process, because she was in a totally different world, she lost a lot of relationships, right? I don't think everybody has to, has to go through that. I mean, I certainly haven't. Um, I, uh, so, so, so you don't, it doesn't have to be that extreme. I think that that was really just an example to show you how you can get trapped in a paradigm or a, or a, um, a life that because you weren't paying attention is no longer suitable for you. And it may be just small adjustments. You may decide to go from a carnivore to, to, to vegetarian. You may, decide to eliminate some toxic people out of your life. You may decide to, you know, uh, start saying no a little bit more at work. So it, it, it can be small stuff, but even something like saying no to, uh, uh, to, to, to a colleague or saying no to certain type of work and deciding to change your careers, uh, that may be enough, right? So there's 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 all sorts of there's all sorts of gr- shades of gray, if you like, in that in that authenticity um, spectrum, and you will know it if you listen to your body, right? Because if you if you take on a project and you say, oh yeah, I'll do it this this okay, I'll do it this time, I'll do it as a favor, that's not good for you. So because the the yes when it should have been a no or the boundary infringement when it, when the wall should have been up. Uh, if that, if that happens over and over and over again, over time, it's detrimental to you and you may not even notice it, right? It may take years for an autoimmune disease to flare up or, you know, uh, depression or anxiety or uh, being triggered. Uh, there's there's all sorts of ways that these things manifest when you are not your authentic self. So that's the thing to be aware of, right? You know, if you're having to take antidepressant pills and anxiety pills, and you're having too much wine and at night with dinner, and you know, those are signs that you are not living your authentic self because we don't need that stuff. What do you mean by that? We don't need that stuff. Okay. Of course we can enjoy wine, right? Once in a while. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're enjoying it once in a while, that's fantastic. I mean, and the, and the, the and the stories and the depth of, 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 of just the, 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 the world of wine is amazing and, and beautiful as long as you're not using it as a daily coping mechanism to dampen the pain of living a life that's that not that's not your true life so that's the, that's the thing is these or or an anti anxiety anti anxiety pills um pain relief pain pills like there's there's a pandemic of pharmaceutical pill abuse you know in the in the in the united states and and elsewhere you those all of those things are dampening and hiding and masking your true self right and i think some of the some of the recent more recent papers even about depression are showing that you know it's not an imbalance in the brain and um i know i know that when i liberated myself and i took off you know the 
the, the wall and the masks, right? That especially men, well, women too, everybody's wearing a mask and everybody's wearing a, 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 an outfit. And I started to shed all of that, right? In the last two or three years. And I'm like, well, I don't need antidepressants. I don't need anti-anxiety now. I don't, I don't need any of that because, um, because I don't have to hide, I don't have to dampen any pain anymore. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just thinking, okay, so how, what is a healthier way to deal with, to cope with pain, you know, fear, anxiety, because a lot of people, you know, they don't, because they don't have, they don't know about it. Like they don't know any better way to deal with that. So they just numb themselves with alcohol, drugs, yeah. or, you know, like sure. whatsoever. Se- or even because, social media. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Sex, social media, television, like there's all sorts of addictions, right? Pick your addiction, <laughs> right? Uh, there's all sorts of ways it manifests, but the, 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 the work to do, and this is where mindfulness really comes in very handy okay because once you've done all that work that we spoke about before you've got to have a regular daily practice to stay centered right to stay in that place of joy okay and that um that for me has been meditation now again for your users or your users sorry (laughs) your your audience um that was too much of a freudian slip from the uh, from the pharmaceutical and drugs but your your so your audience once you've done all that work right and discovered that the because anxiety will come from us from sometimes it's acute imagination in your head right right you're thinking into the future about some scenario that is just making you uh, shut down right where does that come from that's coming from a story that you're telling yourself in your head and you're letting it spiral out of control. Okay. So what I do is I ask people what that flint stone moment is. You know, when you have a flint stone and you light a fire, there's a spark. When you get up in the morning, ask yourself, what decision have I just made about the day? Because we make it in a nanosecond. We make it. It's, it's, it's not the universe or something else or your husband or wife or kids or whatever. We wake up and we make, we have a flint stone moment of, am I going to go up or am I going to go down? Okay. So to make, to make sure, or to, to help you with fear or, or anxiety or depression or any of these manifestations is mindfulness. And I, I do now a daily practice of meditation. And, um, again, I didn't, I knew about it for years and I did yoga and I tried it and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Fuck, this is crazy, right? I can't like, like so all the stuff swirling in my head. But one particular app called Waking Up by Sam Harris, I started these 10-minute meditations and uh, and they're guided. And I thought, okay, I can do 10 minutes. And then after a month or so, I, it, it said, hey, do you want to do 20 minutes? And it's like, oh, okay, I'll do 20 minutes. And now today, these days, I do between 20 and 60 minutes of meditation a day. It's got, I do guided still because I can't, I'm not quite there just to sit and close my eyes. And, and, but, but guided meditation to make sure that you're not running ahead in the, you know, you're not, you're not thinking about the future. You're not worrying about the past. You're not trying to analyze anything up here. You're not trying to control anything, okay? And you simply rest in this moment, this moment in time. And it, it, it's an incredible, it's an incredibly transformative tool to make sure you um, are not suffering psychologically. But what if this moment is painful, which is why we can't just sit there and we can't, right? We have to find something to do. We can't sit there because it's painful. I mean, whatever that is going on in our life right now, right? Right. And that's okay. Uh, I think I think the, 
the, the, and throughout this whole process, you've got to be gentle to yourself. That's the thing. We, we put ourselves under so much pressure to be this or be that or be worthy or do this or be that, do that for somebody else uh, within a context of a world gone mad right and and so many external forces and challenges and any and contributors to your pain and i'm not saying that the pain isn't there it it it, it absolutely is there but if you can if you can uh if you can realize that with this practice with some practice and over time that pain can diminish and and you can look at life differently and have a different life. But if, if there's pain there, whether it's physical or psychological or, or, or a combination of both and more, um, that's where the deconstruction work is really important, right? So where's the pain coming from? Where's the story coming from? What are you telling yourself? What are, what, are, what are your belief systems? And, and so often, you know, so often they're self-limiting beliefs, right? And uh, we're, our society is just, is just built for that. So you, you almost have to create like a force field around you, right? Because, because there's so much happening today. Remember, uh, and there's a wonderful book called uh, The Hunter-Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century about uh, we're not we, we don't even know today the effects of Twitter or Facebook long term on us. This is all hyper, hyper, hyper novel. And if you are into kind of because what I like to do is 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 together with all of that work, deconstruct, reconstruct, break it down, you know, living in, in, in authenticity, telling you know about all those things, all that stuff and then mindfulness. And, and it's it's a kind of a it, it that all, all of that work, you want to contextualize that in the world that we live in. And the world, the last 70 years have been like no other time in history, right? And we've, we've grown up thinking this is normal, but it's not normal. This is, it's crazy what's going on now, right? So you, if you, if you're feeling pain now, just be be gentle with yourself because it's justified in the context of the world we live in okay but all i'm saying is it doesn't have to be this way we can rewire you we can get you out of this pain place and there's hope and that's really that's really the my work my my mission is to 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 get you from there to here <laughs> yeah yeah well i just want to say i remember how happy i was when when i didn't have a cell phone right because you, like you said you know a few decades ago even 20 years ago we didn't have a cell phone no one invented a cell phone and we were so i i remember i was so happy i was so joyful i didn't need a phone right, right. i didn't yeah. need to social media all day long and yeah. now it's you can't even live without a phone right well, yeah, I mean, I, I, and the thing is too like even um i was even thinking the other day like 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 for for our work and our business it's like well you've got to do instagram and you've got to do tiktok and you've got to have your linkedin updated and you've got to um you know you've got to do you've got a blog and then you've got to have lead, mag, lead magnets and you got to do this and you got and it's like i'm like I'm like really because because so so I'm in this I'm in this uh, right now I'm kind of in this moment of time it's like do you really need a phone around you all the time do we you know it's 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 um so I wonder I'm contemplating these days is it do you need to do all that noisy stuff or can you just sit and be and send out the right energy and then the right stuff comes back you know um, that, so I'm, I'm verging on the, the, the latter that, that I think, I think it's healthier and better to do less, yeah. but be, uh, More. be aligned 
so so what I'm doing, and this might help your help your viewers too. I'm doing um a lot of sound baths. So just listening to high frequency healing music tones, you know, and they don't have to be Tibetan bowls. They can be you know crystal bowls. There's all sorts of options on Spotify or other platforms for music. And I'll just I'll just go for a walk somewhere in nature. I'm lucky because I have the forest right here. So I'll just walk into the forest and and just feel the energy. And again, like this stuff I didn't believe in years ago, like like energy and walking in the forest and nature and and how healing that can be. But um, so I'm I'm turning down the dial on the doing, you know, the broadcasting and the, ah, I'm here, you know and more feeling yeah. and it's funny uh uh starting that practice has been really really beneficial and i only started it this last year when yeah. i when i truly embodied mindfulness and energy because we are radio we're radio transmitters that's all we are i think that yeah i think that's really beautiful and thanks for sharing that and the other thing that I really want to talk to you about, I want to go back to your story a little. You know, the reason why, you know, you mentioned about all these social media things that we have to do to market our business, yep. right? In order to help more people, to coach more people, right? To reach a wider audience. And ultimately, some people, I would say, some not all, right? They want to make money, right? They want to make uh, make it a billion dollar or multi-million dollar business. And that's why they start a business, sure. right? If not, they will just start a non-profit as a business. Sure. So you want to make money. So my question for you is, because you have seen it all, right? In your 30s, 20s, you spent decades seeking materialistic yep. performance, power, money, status, yep. only to give sure. it all away. So my yep. question is, do you, do you think money can't or can't buy happiness and freedom? And how do you see money and happiness and their relationship now? Yep, yep. Uh, very good question. Thank you for that one. Um, so, so a couple of things to unpick there, right? I, I, for 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 most of my career, money or the first part of my career certainly, money was the objective. It was the destination. Okay. But in the in the subsequent years since my since my first midlife crisis. Uh, I've, I came to the belief that money is a byproduct of doing something you love or doing something with passion. So I don't think you need to, I don't think you necessarily need to be like, I need to be a, a billionaire or the alternative is an NGO in sub-Saharan Africa. There's, it, it doesn't have to be that binary. Okay. I think. But what you want to do is shift away from the money being the objective, because I, what I've learned is money is a byproduct of doing something you love with passion. And I know, I know people that are, are, you know, that are still chasing the money, right. And not getting anywhere. Right. They're just spinning around, you know, you know, clawing away at every opportunity that has a shiny, you know, rainbows and unicorns at the end of it. Right. That that billion dollars. So uh, whether you're, you know, in, into entrepreneurship or whether you want to be a stay at home mom and, and run the family, uh, shift, shift the destination. Right. So like, like in your question, when you said you want a, a billion dollar company, great. Well, let's talk about the brand promise of that company. Let's talk about the, the reason, the purpose of it. Why are you doing it? Why does it matter? Why will it? And I do a lot of this in my consulting work with clients is, is getting to the essence of that business. You know, why are you doing it? What will it matter to you? What will it matter to the people around you, your employees, how, what is the legacy you want to leave? And if you approach the business with a, a promise to the population, a promise to your clients, right? 
that's very different than going in and saying, I want to make a billion dollars in this business. Okay. Because this way with a, with a brand promise that truly resonates with people and resonates with the planet and is sending out the right energy and the right messages and our high vib high vibrational messages and, and positivity and joy like you're doing, uh, uh, it, 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 it changes everything because then you are attracting, you know, different, a different clientele. You're attracting a clientele that, 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 that resonates with your purpose driven, um, objectives and plan and mission. Right. So, so, so I, I always ask people when we're talking about money is let's go back to the essence of it. You know, why are you doing it? What, 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 what does that, what does it really mean to you that, 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 and how much do you want? And, and so, so it's also about quantifying it, being very, very specific. What do you want? When do you want it? What do you like? Um, so again, being, just being really intentional about it. And um, what else would I say about that? I think that's it. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you did beautifully. And it reminds me of a cynic, you know, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, right? Um, it's, you right. Know, you have to start with why. Like, it's okay if you want to make a million dollars, right? It's okay if you want to make money. But, right? Make 20, make 100. Yeah. But again, go back to the why. Why do you want to make that money, right? And, and yeah. sometimes it comes back to, I want to support my family. I want to give my kids a better education, right? It's just that, but it's not because you want to make money. It's because you want to do it for your kids, for your family, right? For people you love, and yeah, that is yeah. going to drive you and move you forward, right? Yeah. So just make sure the intention is pointed in the right direction, and it's focused on something that's going to give you joy and 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 have impact, and and uh, 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 yeah, have have impact in the world, and and the money will come because you are out there, your, your radio signal is emitting high is great energy and you're doing something you love. And then, I mean, then the possibilities kind of are endless. So it, you're, you're absolutely right. And I love the fact that you said, you know, you don't have to, you know, want to be a billionaire. You could just want to sustain your family. Beautiful. Then, you know, that's a very pure, uh, that's a very pure intention, right? With, with, yeah. with, with money. And that's why, you know, families sometimes can be absolutely beautiful. Right. And, and they're the, the foundation of our society and, and those are wonderful objectives. And, and, but, but just again, make sure the intention is coming from a clean place. Right. So, you know, don't be out there trying to make money to prove something to your family. Right to prove something to your siblings, to prove something to your parents. You don't have to prove anything. That's my message is you are worthy. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. And, and if you can let go of that sort of core wound of unworthiness, then you can fly, then you can, you know, limitless possibilities, right? That's a beautiful message. Thank you so much for that. And I would like to end with that message because it's just so beautiful. <laughs> and again, this has been a very transformational and life-changing conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you have been regenerating and kind of your time today. But we always end with our final five rapid-fire questions. Yep, quick, go for it. I'll be really quick. No, you don't have to be quick, but it has to be answered in one mm -hmm. word or one sentence maximum. Okay. All right. Go for it. I'm ready. <laughs> what is one thing you wish you knew earlier? That I was okay. That I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. Love it. Second question. It's kind of similar, but if you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Well, I probably wouldn't do anything differently uh, because I don't think I would have gotten to where I am today. Um, but I'd love to help people accelerate their journey. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So they don't have to go through all like, of that like, struggle. Yeah. You don't have to do 30, you know, 35 years of, of uh, stuff. 
you can get to joy faster than me. Mm. Uh, and I don't regret anything. So uh, I don't think I would change anything. But uh, I want to help people shorten that time. Yeah, beautiful. The third question is, what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? I'm super curious about AI. Okay. And uh, I know it's like totally left field, right, for, yep. for, for me, but I, it's, just, it's just fascinating to me, that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm really curious about that. I'm curious that you are curious about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I live in the country and I look like a cowboy, but uh, <laughs> I love technology. I love, you know, singularity. I love quantum physics. I love all that stuff. So uh, the arrival of ChatGBT and uh, all of the other ancillary tools is, it just fascinates me. So um, do you think it will make our world a better place or, you know, it will have some negative impact? I'm I'm forever the optimist and Mr. Positive. Uh, I think it will have a, a positive effect, but I I recognize that there's a lot of scary dangers with it as well. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping it goes up, not down. Yeah, I guess it's about the users, right? Like, how do you use it? Like, it yeah, I mean, certainly, yeah, I, exactly. Uh, and, and certainly the tools that we're seeing today that are coming out on Google or coming out um, on, you know, even Zoom has all of these AI writing tools and transcribing, and they're great. That stuff's amazing for, you know, breaking some of the day-to-day -day monotony that we may have to have done in the past, whether it was writing or, or uh, recording or analyzing things or getting information. So, um, the tools that I've seen are incredible, but very, very much, uh, you know, world life and world changing, I think. So don't ignore it is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know we are breaking the rules here, but do, do you think using AI, it will help, you know, it will, it will move further away from living our own, you know, true authentic self? I don't think so. Um, mm -hmm. I think it actually can can help you be get there faster, actually, okay. because now there's really no excuse not to learn something. There's no excuse not to know something. There's no excuse not to unleash your creativity, you know, with some of the writing tools or, or design tools. Um, and there's there's beautiful tools out there like Canva. Yeah. Which is help, you know, helping the world design things. And they, you know, at their recent summit, they introduced like 10 AI supported tools that were like fascinating stuff. <laughs> like, so I think it can actually help you unleash your potential because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to spend a week on a PowerPoint presentation anymore. Yeah. You can spend an hour, you know, and, and if it's, if it's assisted by AI, my question is, what are the possibilities of, you know, how can you expend your energy if you've saved all this time, right? So don't waste it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you no longer have to ask yourself, oh, I don't have time to meditate, right? <laughs> you can have more time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no excuses anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and you can really finally do things that brings you joy, right? That, that makes you like your hobbies, right? Spend more time with family. So think about the, 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 yeah, the good it, side, yeah. Totally. Bring out your inner child, right? I've just started to do that. You know, my inner child wanted to be an architect. So now I'm drawing floor plans again. Wow. Why not? So, so it, I, think it, I think it permits you, allows you, gives you the possibility of eliminating the tedious stuff mm. and letting you, letting you uh, have more time for creativity, have more time for yourself, have more time for your kids, whatever. Um, yeah. So I see it as a great tool right now. Love it. For that, yeah. Love that. I love that. that yeah. We went off talk about that. Yeah, but we still have two more questions. Um, okay, yeah. The next question is, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? I would, I would remind everyone that we are one people on one planet on a tiny rock flying through the galaxy. 
And uh, if you, if you, and then I would break that down and what that could mean for the world uh, and, and, and for, for people, because I think what's happening today is we are so distracted by labels and movements and, you know, alphabet soup identities and, and new, like all this stuff I think is just a distraction from our humanity and from community. So I would really, I would really speak about that and kind of drill down on what the world would look like if, you know, big pharma and big food and big other things weren't in our way, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we could connect again as humans. It doesn't matter what color you are, where you're from, your ethnicity, none of that matters. We're all the same. Yeah. So I would beg people to look at, you know, zoom out and look at us from space and just remember that. Yeah, sometimes I do that to remind myself just how insignificant I am, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good, that's really good for, for, for authenticity and awareness and mindfulness as well. We're specks of dust. We're here for no time at all. So don't you want to make it joyful yeah. and, and, and impactful and fun and beautiful and connected to, to fellow humans? Yeah. You know, don't waste your time. That, that would be my message in five minutes. I think I did it in two, but yeah. that would be my message. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's what we all needed to hear. Thank you so much for that. And the last question is, what brings you joy? Yeah. Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. And uh, 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 why am I stuttering? I know the answer. I I love serving people and and giving them a hand and pulling them out of their old spinny stories. And it's beautiful. It, it just get, it fills me with joy to see somebody have that aha moment, right? you know, that, that aha moment and they, they're free and they can blossom and be their true selves. That, that is the biggest, uh, joy of my, in my life today. I guarantee you, I'm sure you have given my listeners today a lot of aha moments that they can't, very grateful. So now tell my listeners where they can find you online and connect with you. Yeah, just uh, jump on my website, which is colinkingsmill.com. Um, uh, all of my info and contact details are there. If you want to get in touch, uh, you could follow me on Instagram, uh, just Colin Kingsmill again, or Colin underscore Kingsmill. Um, and uh, just continue the conversation, you know, comment, share, debate, send me a message. Uh, I love, I love those conversations. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, no judgment, no negative comment, please. <laughs> right. Um, no, no hateful review, you know, please don't give me all that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I know. You know, you can if you want. The thing is, it doesn't impact me anymore, right? It's like, it's like, that's your stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to live like that, that's great. No problem. Um, if you want to be addicted to negativity on social media, you know, fill your boots. But again, is it giving you joy? Is it giving you light? Um, and is it fulfilling you? That's the, those are the questions to ask. Yeah. All right, guys. I know you love this episode. If not, you wouldn't be listening all the way until the end, right? So go follow Colleen. Go to his website. Book a call with him and check out all the amazing things that he's doing. I'll put all the links in the show notes below. And if you're not following me, also follow me on Instagram at joanne.chant. And if you're listening, please take a screenshot of this episode and take me on Instagram and take me and Colleen and tell us what is your biggest takeaway from this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. Yeah, and we will respond. I love how, I love a conversation like that. So yeah. Yeah, we'll respond, we'll reshare, we'll repost, we'll connect with you for sure. Absolutely. Right. Let's have a let's have a conversation. Thank you, Joanne. That was you. joyful. I loved it. What a great great conversation it was such a treat to be with you thank you so much so guys i will leave you the same way as i leave you every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you thanks for listening again and i wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead (music) 
Thank you again for tuning to Find Joy with Joyan podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your IG story and tag me at findjoyjoyan underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.